welcome to another episode of the Enlisted Podcast. My name is Antonio Talamo. And my name is Casey Coleman. And here we are, Casey. We're like, uh, what, seven, eight episodes in? I know. Are you tired of me yet? No, no. I was going to say, I can't believe we haven't been canceled yet, but... Uh, we are the only ones yeah. that can cancel this, so that's the beauty of this thing. Yeah, man. How you do- How you been? How you doing? This is the holiday I'm season. Excited. I know people I know. get nervous, anxious, because... They're trying to get gifts or uh, the pressure is you know, coming. What, what, are, what are you feeling? Antonio, I am feeling uh, as joyful as someone can, given all that's what's going on. I'm trying to make Christmas super exciting this year. I know there's a lot to be appreciative for, you know, so I got to say, I feel really good about holiday shopping. I was really smart. So it's probably one of the smarter things I've ever done. Uh, last year after Christmas, I just kept a list on my phone of things that I would hear people that I knew I'd have to buy something for. I jot it down so that that way, when it came to time to Christmas shop this year, I just referred back on my list and I wasn't kind of, you know, panicking or last minute shopping. How about you? I'm, I will say this. I'm terrible with gift giving. I love giving gifts. I love receiving gifts. I just always have to, it takes me so much energy to think of a gift to get. Once I get it, I'm good. But sometimes it can be stressful. I try to do, try to remember what to get people throughout the year. Kind of, I think I borrowed that from you and um, some other folks. And I feel like I never have enough on there because then a birthday will come up, an anniversary. And so I try it. I just honestly forget to keep up with it. But this year, we decided to kind of keep it smaller. So it was less stressful. My wife did a ton of uh, shopping on Black Friday for the family. So she's, she's really good at that. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I, I feel like once upon a time in my life, I was a good gift giver or I liked shopping, but now that I'm a little bit older, it's not that I don't like shopping, but it, to me, it's all about who I'm shopping for. Like, I don't know about you, Antonio, but there's a couple people in my life that it's like, I just see something and I'm like, Oh, I have to buy this because this is, you know, this is them in an object, or this is something that I know that they'll love. But then sometimes with certain loved ones, I, you know, you just get stumped. You're like, I, I don't know what to get somebody. You know, my sister's a little bit difficult to shop for. And at times I'm like, I don't know what to get her. Like she loves dogs and arugula, but what do I get her? You know, you get her an so, arugula salad. And uh, I don't know about the puppy part, but no, but you're right. <laughs> well, it, uh, right. You think of someone and you're like, what do they actually, which makes you think about what that like when you start shopping for people, I feel like that's when you start to realize that maybe you don't know them as well, or maybe they're just boring people. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think this year, you know, given everything that's been going on, it's, we've been trying to sort of turn the year around. And so we, my, so I live with my sister and my fiance and we made a pact this year that we were not going to give anyone any mugs uh, because we have developed an extensive mug collection, which for anyone that knows me, I love drinking coffee out of like a, a ceramic mug, but we are just, we're all like no more mugs. Like we don't have room for it. And, you know, sometimes I don't want to say it's like a crutch gift, but yeah, sometimes it's like, I just feel like you peruse the internet and you're like, I can't find anything good. Well, I think so this year, oh, I was just going to say that this year I was trying to be strategic and really think like months out of, okay, what could I get her? What could I get him? And you know, I also made it a really big effort this year to try to shop as small as I could. You mean like small businesses, not like really small yeah. items. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the tiniest yeah, items yeah. ever. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's your tiny sweater. Um, although I did some uh, small shopping for you. Because you're going to have a baby. 
Oh, you're talking about, wait, this is actually funny. So Casey, just the other day. So yes, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I'll, um, me and my wife were expecting a baby and sometime in January, it, the doctor says late January, but likely it's going to be mid January, depending, you know, because of the size. So the other day, and obviously people have, very, have been very generous with, with gifts. And we, obviously I always appreciate it, but Casey, the other day walks, I think you texted me and said, yes. Oh, I, I bought a gift for, you know, my nephew. And I said, okay, that that's great. He goes, but it, it's for when he's two years old. Yeah. You know, like I said, it was just, it spoke to me. First of all, I went to TJ Maxx and for anyone listening out there, you know how TJ Maxx works. TJ Maxx tells you what you need. You don't go into TJ Maxx looking for anything. It just tells you exactly what you need. And I saw this thing and I, I, I picked it up and then I was like, oh, t- two years. Like that's, that's some ways away. I put it down. I took about six steps away and then I picked it back up. I said, I just have to get it. Well, first of so, all, it doesn't expire. Correct. And I, I just feel like a lot of people do buy things for the baby when they're like newborn. And then you end up like you essentially get so much clothes when they're newborn that you wear like an, one, you get to wear an outfit like once before you, the kid may outgrow it because you have so many clothes to go through. So I think the fact that you thought of him when he's two. There you go. I know. Yeah. You'll be the you're the yeah. first one to give him a gift. At two years old. There you go. I've set the bar. So for our listeners out there, you know, while he's grateful for any gifts, let's not forget about get. You know, while you're at it, just get him his first bike, get him a car. Yeah, you know, yeah. Things for the future. Um, Antonio, how do you feel about like white elephants, Secret Santa? Do you have a preference one over the other? I I don't like Secret Santa because. I don't know. I feel like sometimes they Secret have... Santa being that like you, you are assigned someone and you have to buy something yeah, for them. Way too much pressure, to be honest. Like, I just feel like, what if I don't get them the right thing? And then also receiving a gift from the secret Santa, like if that person that you got or they, that have, you don't really care about you, you just end up with like slippers. And I, to me, it's just a waste. And it's like, not about the gift, but honestly, when it comes to secret Santa, it is about the gift. Like that's literally all it is about. Cause you're typically doing it with people that you kind of like, I mean, at least for me, that's the case. I've never <laughs> really done secret Santa with, with like my best friend. It's always like at work. Uh, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, to me, you're just spreading around the money. That's all it is. Like, how about we take the $25 or 30 bucks, throw it in our pockets and call it a day. Yeah, but I don't know. There's something nice about getting something or unwrapping something. I think that can be fun sometimes. But uh, White Elephant yeah. to me, though, I think is really fun. I, th- I, th- I, I love the gag gifts. I know they're stupid, but I love taking joy from other people when they really like their gift. Sometimes I will literally steal someone's gift just because I know that they like it. Because who cares? Yeah. I'm not, I don't super love uh, White Elephant, you know, so that's for our listeners out there, if you don't know, that's, you know, one of those common gift exchanges where everyone gets a number and then you kind of go around in a circle and you steal each other's gifts until there's sort of nothing left that hasn't been unwrapped. And uh, I I think I'm a little too sensitive for White Elephants, my friends. I, uh, I don't know. For me, White Elephant is, it's usually normally like junky gifts. And so how you feel about a secret Santa is how I feel about white elephants because I I'm, I'm a little bit of a social butterfly. And I want to say last year, I think I was in like five white elephants. You know, I was in like one at work, one with some friends from college, like all of these different things. And it was like, I'm here I am shelling out, you know, a hundred dollars 
through these different things where I finally got to the point where I said, I'm just going to up, up trade. So I said, I'm going to start with one thing and it's going to be my gift and, you know, we'll see where it gets me. Well, that's why I think it's so fun. You can re-gift and find, try to, like you said, try to get a better gift with what you have. Casey, you mentioned being too sensitive with White Elephant. Do you remember the one time we played White Elephant? Like one of the first years we started working together with our students. Yes. So <laughs> I hate this story. It's not. This is a no, great it's story. Not. It's fantastic. So essentially what happened is we work with college age students and this was and they're creative they are creative and this was definitely you know i want to say it was a reasonable thing right it was work it was our students what was it like a ten dollar limit it was 10 bucks right so you can only get so much now i play with strategy i'm starting to figure out who's taking what and when right casey also played strategy but the wrong strategy and so there were these what appeared they look like, uh, they're, they're like bracelets with like, I don't know, ball bracelets. I don't know. What, what okay, no. Um, <laughs> they're just like a regular like wood beaded bracelet that you would like maybe make at summer camp. Clearly from a procrastinator or someone that forgot that this was happening. And, and last minute decided you're going to throw something in a box. and The box it was in was like tampered with. <laughs> Wait, so anyways, we, we started playing and for... Casey's going after something. It was some strategy he was trying to play. And I was trying to end up with a Hey Arnold mug. Okay. Which as our listeners know, I love the show Hey Arnold. And I just want to, again, really reiterate that we were playing with college students that never had watched Hey Arnold. Okay. That's not the point though. The point is no one- The point from my view- No one wanted the beaded bracelets. And so in White Elephant- if you have an unwanted item, you're essentially stuck with it because no one else will steal it from you. But what does Casey Coleman do? He decides, according to him, it was strategy to go after the beaded bracelets that no one wanted. And guess what happened? He got stuck with the beaded bracelets and then was so mad at the fact that no one, (laughs) he was so mad at the fact that no one stole it back from him. So he's a terrible white elephant gamer. No, um, I'm actually, I'm not that bad. If you can recall, I have played White Elephant at your house at your Christmas parties in the past. And I have made out like a bandit. So I'm not too terrible. It just, you know, it was a, it was an off day. Yeah, that's true. To be fair though, you were hiding, you were hiding the item. I, I had it on the floor by my feet and no one chose to fight me on it. So I did leave with those dinosaur taco holders that's true. And your wife, um, again, I, like I said, I sometimes have a knack for buying something that I just, I'm like, this, this is for this person. And somehow I'm going to will it into the universe that that's what they're going to get. And I, last year in my travels found like a, it was a backpack with dachshunds on it. Uh, wiener Which dogs. We have a dachshund. Yeah. We, and my, my wife is obsessed with them. And I was like, oh, and it was like cute, white and pink. And I was like, I'm just, yep, this is for Angelica somehow. But again, now that I think, hang on, Casey, now that I think about it, though, I'm going to double down on what I said. You are a terrible white elephant gamer because you showed up with this prize and you literally announced to everyone that no one should have touched that one other than Angelica. So you almost made it clear that no one else the gift that you bought was for someone in the group 
And so no one went after um, it. I mean, after it's a fact. little foggy because, you know, you're making strong drinks. But I will say that I just, I wished it into the universe. I, I knew that she would love it. I wished it for her. And guess what? You still use it to this day. So you kind of threatened, but it's fine. <laughs> I, no, we, we, I mean, one thing I missed this year, Casey, is the holiday, our ugly sweater parties that I would host yes. every year. And, you know, we'd have, I'd have a signature cocktail. I had a fantastic one last year and we always give away an ugly sweater ornament. Now here's the thing, folks, while he is a terrible white elephant player, he is really good at ugly sweaters. I'm phenomenal at ugly sweaters. Two time ugly sweater champion at my house. Yes. I, um, and I've won twice at your house. I've won at multiple. I won in my, when I was in grad school, I, I win a lot. Um, I pride myself on ugly sweaters. I think they're fun. Uh, now that I'm a little bit older and uh, I've gained the COVID-19, I love sweaters. I live in them, but I just love, we started, my sister and I started making our own a couple of years ago. Like we would just kind of like split a bottle of wine and buy some crafts and just have fun. And the past couple of years, we've made some really, really, really good ones. Maybe I'll post them to my story uh, the day this goes live for uh, some context. I love that. And you know what I noticed, Casey? What? We have not yet told our uh, listeners what our top five is. Oh my gosh. Wow. We were so into it. We got right in. We're warmed up. Yeah. Today, we are going to do our top five holiday movies, which I know is part of a bigger experience. I know there are folks who the day after Thanksgiving, it's, it's automatically Christmas. And I support that. I do like the lead up to Christmas. Well, and to our listeners out there, I know I had a lot of friends slide in my DM saying, you got to do top holiday movies, like top holiday movies. So here it is. You asked for it. We're going to give it to you. We're going to talk about a couple other little holiday things. But I think the holidays, it's just fun, right? Especially like, you know, the end of the year, it's been, this year has been stressful. And I think just the holidays in general provide fun and comfort and it's just really nice to get along with people. Uh, Antonio, what do you do? uh, What are some of your Christmas traditions? We, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think it's just, it's, it's, to me, it's essentially just Thanksgiving again, except with presents. It's delicious food, it's family and early morning Christmas to me is still one of my favorite moments, even as a, from a kid to now. And I think part of this, I think part of the reason why I love it so much is because one of my love languages I've learned is gift giving. I don't know if you know much about love languages. And I think that's why I love Christmas because I get to give and receive gifts. And it's not really about the gift, honestly. It's just about the thoughtfulness that someone Mm -hmm. has thought of you enough to give you something. That's all I think about for Christmas. Awesome. Do you do the, the Italian Feast of the Seven Fishes? No, I mean, not in America. I know in Italy, we would eat fish. We didn't do a full like seven fishes uh-huh. uh, as some other folks do, but we we don't really do that here. We just prepare like delicious food. Okay, I support that. How, what, do you, what do you do? So Christmas is probably one of my favorite holidays. I just like Christmas time. Um, and I do want to recognize that, and I think it's important for listeners to know that the holidays can bring depression on and it can be a reminder that to some people that they are alone. But to me, what I appreciate about Christmas is 
the spirit of that connectedness, right? You know, like even when you're leaving the grocery store and someone wishes you Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever the case may be, it just makes me feel a little bit warmer. And I love that. And so to me, I love getting to spend some time with my family. Um, you know, work slows down. So I'm able to enjoy a couple like peace-free, peace peaceful, not peace-free, that would not be good, um, but just peace-filled days of, you know, no one texting me or calling me or getting emailed about certain things going on. But uh, Christmas is always a lot of fun. So the past couple of years, it, it's been a, a smidge different, but my family has this long-standing tradition. So we will, uh, Christmas morning, we all kind of wake up in our own homes with our loved ones, whatever the case may be. And then we would always go to my, one of my aunt's uh, she's kind of like, I'll call her like the matriarch of our family, sort of. She never had kids, but she's my dad's sister. They were one of six. And we all just go to her house. There's tons and tons and tons of food, uh, lots of wine, booze, whatever. And Antonio, we have, and we've probably been playing this for like, I want to say 20, 25 years now, 24, 23 years, 23, 24 years. Uh, We play a game, which to some of our listeners, We'll be like, oh, that makes sense. So we play a game called Blues Clues. But let me tell you how it works, Antonio. Okay. When we were kids, we would uh, all go to my aunt's house and like we'd all get all these presents, whatever. And there was one year that Mandy and I uh, were like shaking presents and trying to, you know, peek and see what was for what and we're checking tags and stuff. And so that next year, my aunt was like, oh, no, no, we're not doing that again. So what did my aunt do? She devised this entire scheme which we, we later dubbed Blue's Clues, where Antonio, she came up with an entire numbered system, like color-coordinated letters, shapes, numbers, whatever. So you'd pick up a, a package and it would say like 4J2. And that code would correspond with somebody. And my aunt would read, she would send out a survey and we would like answer it. And it would be like, you know, what your favorite color is, what sports do you play? What's the name of your best friend? What's your favorite food? And so she would like, pick up a present, look at the code, go to her list and be like, okay, I go to school. And anyone that was in school, which was all of us, would be like, ooh, 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 like I go to school, I go to school. And then she read another clue to kind of like, you know, narrow it down and be like, I play soccer. And so the two or three soccer players in my family would be like, ooh, 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 I play soccer. And then the last one would always be like a, you know, uh, the final clue where it's like, and I have a dog named Skylar. And then it would be like, oh, it was Mandy or whoever it was. And that was a little- Wait, that is such coordination. That is incredible. Oh yeah. Nothing happened like that for me. I can tell you that right now. Oh my God, so fun. And there's just like- Wow, the anticip. So that means that builds anticipation. Oh yeah. And excitement. we were all like gathered around. We're all like snuggled up with aunts and uncles and cousins. We're all just like laughing, having a good time. And so we've been doing that for a really, really, really long time. Over 20 years. I can tell you, you've got, you've got such a fun family. I can tell you that. I know your, your aunt also makes like themed pinatas. Yes. I was just going to say, so she, again, my aunt, she's been retired for a little bit now, which, you know, she's got some time in her hands, but she just, I mean, phenomenal woman. She, a couple, when my youngest cousins were born, they're about like 14, 15 now. So about 10 or 12 years ago for their birthday, you know, they wanted to get a pinata. And my aunt was like, wow, these are really freaking expensive. She goes, I bet you I can make one. So Antonio, she made a paper mache pinata. And the first year she made it so hard that no one could open it. <laughs> Like literally we were like beating it with bats, couldn't open it. And then obviously she, she messed around with her formula and she, oh my God, was making 
beautiful, beautiful pinatas for years. And then if you can remember a couple of years back when it was, uh, it was like that one Christmas where it was like 70 degrees. Yeah. Yep. She brought the pinata back. So ever since that year, we've kind of done the pinata again. Um, and normally it's filled with like little bottles of booze and chocolate and stuff. And it's fun because we're now all older, but just, you know, it's fun. It's silly. It's never, but that's the thing. That's the thing about Christmas. I think it's no matter what age you are, there is still this innocence to it. Everyone, I think, not everyone loves Christmas, but I do think that for the most part, I think there is a, a way to celebrate Christmas that makes people feel good with the, you know, whether it's the the Christmas pajamas or it's the Christmas tree or a card, you a, know, all of that, card. like getting getting holiday cards in the mail, Christmas cards for my friends and their families, just lighting up yeah. the fridge and putting, you know, it's we have fun. like a little fake fireplace. It's just, it really does bring people together. I, w- I was thinking of traditions a little bit. And in Italy, things are a little bit more, they're different. So depending on the town that you are, or region, I guess, I don't know if it's, ta- I'm, it's actually more town than region, because I remember the next town over would celebrate something different, would depend on how you celebrated Christmas. Now, in Italy, Christmas was typically celebrated, you celebrated the birth of Jesus, which is Chris- December 20. 20- fifth as it is now that's this birthday no matter which 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 country you come from it's always yeah, December 20th like, okay. yeah I, I don't know why <laughs> I, come, I was like when's this birthday again <laughs> but but anyways so on what's considered Christmas in America I that's not when you got gifts there were three different ways that you got gifts or three different I guess holidays in which you you could get gifts depending on where you're from so the first one is what we called Babbo Natale. Now, Babbo Natale is Saint, uh, not, not Saint Nicholas. That's, that's what we know as Saint Nicholas. Um, it's Father Christmas. Mm. Now, Father Christmas was typically, let me think, it was earlier in December. So uh, I believe at this point now, they've already exchanged gifts in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. This is like December 7th. I think it was like yesterday. They Does might have done that. have anything to do with why in Catholic school I had to take my shoe off and leave it in the hallway? uh what yeah so what, what do you mean Cat- what does that have to do with it? i went to catholic school and there i want to say it was like december 6th there was this like random day and it had to do with saint nicholas where they would like stop classes we'd all have to put our shoe out in the hallway we would dramatically hop back on one foot as if we would like had it blown off in war and then we'd sit there for a little bit go back to school like they would teach us one shoe on and then is this for the entire day no, it was like, a, you know, an hour ordeal. So we would like, because somebody had to walk around and put little baggies in our shoes. And inside the little baggies were like chocolates and stuff like that and candy. You know, I can't relate to that. I have no idea what, what ha- I'm sure, though, if, if it's a Catholic school thing, I'm sure that our listeners who have gone to Catholic schools are probably going, wow, I, rem- I remember that. And that was weird. Yeah. I'm I, confident of it. This is a side note. I should probably start a Catholic school support group for folks just to, just to process what we went through. I feel that way. Maybe it's a Facebook group or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Yeah. All right, continue. I cut yeah, you yeah. off. With no, my... that's great. I, I, I love that. No, we did not put anything with shoes. And again, I don't remember if it's saying Nick. it's one of those, but the point is there was that some people did celebrate actual like Christmas on Christmas Day. We did not. We were earlier in December. 
And then the third one where you can get gifts. Now you wouldn't get gifts on all three days. It depends on your town where you decide to do exchanges. And that, and then the last one was in January, yes. which is the Bifana, which is folks, look it up. It's a, it's a weird story. A lot of people in America or like Hispanic culture is three kings, but we call we didn't call it three kings. It was Bifana, which is a witch on a broom. Oh. Who would bring toys to kids. It's the strangest thing ever. Like, as I say it out loud, it just, I didn't understand it at the time. I thought it was just kind of normal. And then I remember saying it out loud when I was a, when I was in like college to someone, I was like, yeah, that's completely, that's not, that's weird. Why is a witch bringing gifts? Yeah. I mean, well, exactly. And I think we've talked about this on some other podcasts too. Tradition sometimes can be weird. You start doing something, you're like, what are we doing here? This is uh, interesting. Okay. So, yeah. so it's will weird. you in the new year be waiting for a witch to come bring you gifts? Listen, this year I think was full of witches somehow putting on spells on 2020 because it certainly feels like there's uh, been very little gifts to go around. But I'm hoping in yeah. 2021 that's not the case. It'll be uh, much more filled with happiness and love. And um, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Um, so Antonio, I have a question for you, but I would like to uh, just make a note here for anyone listening. If you have small children present, um, maybe cover their ears, pause the Alexa, do what you got to do. But I just want to, I want to out of respect to our listeners, you know, if you have anyone young that could overhear or this. Li- you don't know this, maybe our listeners. True, true, true. But you know, um, how, how did you learn about Santa Claus. Well, I think we all have a fun story. And actually, I'm curious to see or hear people's stories because I think they're, they range from, you know, you just kind of grew out of it. It was kind of anticlimactic. I don't know that mine was a little anticlimactic. I was, I will tell you this, I was a strong believer. And we've said this on the podcast before that I'm always right, but when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I can tell you this, I thought I was right. I had reasons to believe that Santa Claus was absolutely real. And that was quickly debunked when my cousin showed me where my parents hid my presents. And that was when, as a normal person should, when you are presented with new information, you change your opinion and thoughts about that. So I don't think I was upset. I think I was just like, seriously, like I wanted it to be true so badly. But I think I was like 11. I was kind of older. Which I mean, I I think your story is very common to many of our listeners out there. I think that that's... A harsh reality is that there's sometimes just a jaded older kid who's frustrated and pops the bubble if you will so I think that's kind of a common story I wish that was how I learned I learned in a I will say a fairly traumatic experience interesting okay which I'm not surprised did they beat you in catholic school (laughs) with baguettes and made you wear what what is it what No, so believe it or not, I actually learned about it on the radio. I was like, (laughs) I was maybe in, I think fourth grade, possibly I might've been a little bit younger. um, Cause I remember, I definitely remember learning. And then there were like kids who still believed. And I was like, just, you know, crying into my bologna sandwich at, at recess because I couldn't believe it. But yeah, I was in the car. My mom had like run inside for something, like run into a store or something, left me in the car. And I just remember the radio DJ, which if I ever, if I ever, 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 ever could track this person down, I would have a very stern conversation with them. Wow, that sounds really threatening. 
Yeah, they were like, they were doing a call-in, which again, horrible around the holidays because you got kids traveling. You have no idea who's tuning in, listening, whatever. But basically the DJ, or, you know, radio talent, if you will, if we can call it that, just was like, yeah, so uh, we're taking calls. How do you, uh, and this is how I remember it, Antonio. Now, is this how it actually played out? I'm not sure, but this is what I remember. <laughs> yeah, those I are remember, two different things, yeah. I remember, this is what I remember. I remember him going, all right, call in now. We are taking calls to see uh, how you get your kids to believe in Santa because we know he's not real. Oh. So call now. Wait, and I are just you serious? Like, yes. Why would they even do that? Why is horrible? That is pretty horrible. I'm not going to lie. That is pretty horrific. Which is why I try to give a little bit of a like, you know, spoiler alert for people out there saying oh if there's kids around because i would never ever ever i could never live with myself with that guilt if i i knew i burst that bubble for i'm not gonna lie if this is how they find out then i don't know i'm kind of proud of that (laughs) i want them to tell the story of how they were listening to two weird guys on a podcast about a top five list and i want them to tell that story is that selfish probably but i think uh i'd be okay with it yeah i don't know yeah so it was like it just was one of those things that i was like what and then obviously you start to connect the other dots you're like oh start questioning reality that's like the first time where you're starting to really piece things together yeah which and i think every listener out there can attest to this but there everybody knows there was a time before you knew and there was a time after agreed and like your life has been drastically different ever since like I can, Antonio, vividly remember what parking lot I was in, what I was wearing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. Hang on. I'm gonna imagine you were in a Coles parking lot. Ah, uh, good guess. Oh no. Okay. No. Yeah, it was a, it was a convenience store. My, uh, my mom likes to scratch up. <laughs> no, well, I'm not okay. Judging. She wins, so it's not really a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's what I tell myself every night. Um. Well. But this is so even after the fact, I also I do feel like the perfect liaison to getting to our top five tonight. And that is that I think movies do a really good job of helping people believe and keep the Christmas spirit, because that's what these movies are really about. Oh, nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I do want to say before we delve into our list, like I still put out milk and cookies for Santa. I I don't I don't wait, wait, wait. And I take a bite. Okay, so you I don't understand this. I wait for everyone to go to bed and I leave out cookies and milk. Wait, so you wait, wait, so you wait for people to go to bed as if they don't, what, who are you tricking? It's about when we wake up the next morning, seeing that there was a half drunk, drinking glass of milk and some nibble deck cookies. Who is, who is this for? For, as of right now, my fiance and my sister and myself. And they come out and go, oh, Santa was here. It adds to the aesthetic. I don't care. I it's as you said, it's the nostalgia, it's the feeling. Like, I don't know. To me, there's something so beautiful knowing like I used to put out cookies and milk and like my dad or mom would take a bite and drink, you know, and it's just me. But that makes sense when you are in belief that there's a, a person doing that. I don't know where it's the spirit, though. I bet you. Listen, maybe I'm being a Grinch. I'm not trying to be a Grinch, I right? Think... I'm, I'm really not because I do enjoy Christmas. But I'm just saying that logistically, that just usually you would take the bite, right? The parents would take the bite to make you believe that Santa Claus was there. Yeah. And you're taking the bite of your own cookie knowing and the people that are waking up to it knowing that that was you. 
You don't know that. You don't. <laughs> Wait, you, I don't know. But you just told <laughs> you just told everyone. So now everybody knows. I just confessed it on a podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you just now that's it. The magic is gone. But you know what? I'll continue to do it. Because listen, no, it's still to me, it's about that feeling you get. And to me, it still matters. And I'll probably never have kids and I will continue to do it for as long as I Well, live. and guess what? When when we have kids, you can um eat cookies. And then for your nephew, leave it out. Just <laughs> drop, drop half-eaten cookies in your mouth. Yeah, and we'll say, oh, look. Like, oh, do all the kids in the neighborhood get this? No, only you, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're special. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, no, that's horrible. Oh my I'm God. sorry. Um, Shall we delve let's into do it? List? Let's do it. I do want to preface this. I've realized that, so Christmas movies are not really a thing in Italy. I've never really watched it. I like the idea of them, but I, for some reason, I had a tough time with this list because I don't have an extensive list, but the ones that I do have, I feel really strongly about. Which is good. And I think it's important uh, before we delve into the list, I do want to say, I know for myself, like I think holiday movies and Christmas movies in particular provide a level of nostalgia that you just go back to and you constantly revisit and so there are going to be movies that are not on my list that I know are definitely on other people's lists and vice versa that they're probably like how does he not watch this movie and I I won't say it I'll, I'll talk about it more in the recap or as we get to the end but it's I don't know I think it's it's about exposure to certain things and if you weren't a family that grew up on you know one kind of movie you probably never came across it later on so it's true though. some of it it's it's about what's what's handed down and I think that's evident in my list I know for me I really rank them on sort of nostalgia and that that Christmas feeling I get uh so I'm excited but uh you know do you want to start Antonio with our top five holiday movies yeah I'll definitely start and my fifth, my, my number five, I think is, I don't want to say debatable, but I, it's something that I really enjoy. I don't know if it's like Christmas spirit related. It's a comedy movie. It's a rated R movie. And that movie is Bad Santa, oh, okay. which I know is not like feel good. I would never watch this with my son like early on, but for some reason, whenever it's on, I want to watch it. And I just think it's hysterical with looking at the reality of like mall Santas and how miserable they can be sometimes. And I think the little kid in it, the little chubby kid, he's so cute trying to teach this miserable alcoholic, sexaholic, just nasty dude, like (laughs) what Christmas kind of is about. And I don't know. I think it, it cracks me up. I'll watch it when it's on. And for some people though, Casey, you mentioned that that's kind of the reality of Christmas. They don't care. their people's joy is is their misery and that's not true for me i just really like that perspective i i find it really funny have you seen the movie um i've actually never seen it okay do you on do you know what the concept of it is oh absolutely yeah and it's just it's raw it's funny i think it's it's almost like an anti-christmas movie in a way which again, I mean, given the years and what's going on, that's, I totally get it. And it goes back to that nostalgia piece, you know, it, it resonated with you at one point, you came across it and now it's one of those things that you, you can't quite shake. Yeah, it, it's just, uh, I won't watch it any other time of Christmas. So for me, I think uh, it, it's, it's right. It, it's just barely cracking my top five list, but it's there. All right. Um, Antonio, I want you to know, Um, I think my list for some people will surprise no one. 
and I think some things on my list for some po- some folks will will be controversial. I yeah, I already know what I know. One of them that's going to be on there. I have no. I'll be honest with you. So, I don't know any of the other ones. It's okay. So uh, number five for me, Antonio, is Home Alone. I the first one. Absolutely yes. Okay. I absolutely love this movie, and part of what I love about this movie is it's so believable. Like, first of all, you got 15 relatives traveling for the holidays, so you know that hijinks are going to happen. The soundtrack is phenomenal. And, like, I mean, it starts out, they lose power, so they're late to the airport. They're, you know, like, the phone lines are down. They realize they left kevin McAllister at home their son while they're in the air and like times were different and one of the things that makes this movie so special to me antonio is that it can never be recreated what? What like mean? really 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 think about it in the sense that if they were to recreate this movie it would never work they're from the moment the movie starts to any point throughout, if they tried to recreate it, some sort of technology, something would happen that would completely undo mm. the movie, right? Like like a cell phone, let's say. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, you, you can't run in an airport. So he would <laughs> they would have realized, like, you can't. So you can't run in an airport. The ring doorbell, like, you can see who's at the and house. And they were filthy like, rich. So you know they oh, would have the best of the technology. All sorts of stuff. TSA, Uber, iMessage, like all of these things. That's um, such a good point I hadn't thought of. Yeah, which is why for me, Home Alone is so high up there for me because it's just like a classic, classic holiday film. Well, and I'm and maybe I got to wait till the rest of him, but I'm surprised that it's that high on you. Like, that low on your list, I should say, because it is only number five. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's more there's more on this list, and there, I can't wait to yes. Really... And there is, I promise, a method to my madness for my listeners. Isn't there out there? Because I'm the... sure there's some people. Yeah, and I'm sure there's some people out there who are like similarly. Like when you hear the rest of my list, I think you'll go, "Oh, okay, I understand." Well, so Antonio, what what's number four? So number four for me, I think, is a very somber story. It's one of the first films that I remember almost crying at as even a kid and I didn't really cry as a kid I cried like when I wanted something but not as sentimental things because men don't cry in Italian cultures so I cry all the I time know. I'm just, cry making, if you want. I'm just saying exactly I know it's totally it's fine okay. to cry. that's not what I was told though but num- my number four is Jack Frost really yes I know it's a historically bad movie that freaky movie where yes. his dad dies and comes back as a yes. snowman yes 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 i know it's creepy that's horrifying. it is horrifying 100 he dies like traumatically but i think the sadness this is gonna sound terrible i think the kid's sadness and i think the whole idea behind the movie that like does dad like he was too busy for his family and ends up like getting killed dramatic traumatically in a car accident and then watching the father come back in this like snowman form knowing he can't communicate or hang out with his family the same way maybe maybe it's because of the, maybe it's the karma that i enjoy now that i'm processing it maybe it's like you know maybe it's the you should go to therapy yeah well this is why i do the podcast this is my therapy no but maybe it's like the idea of like well i do kind of think it's cute like it, it wasn't the kid's fault but like 
he still has an opportunity to connect with his father okay. in a way. It's sad. It's depressing. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't seen it since probably third grade, but I feel like, I don't know, once was enough for me. But I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll revisit it if I come across it. But it's it. a sweet movie. I, I think there is some, like, th- this whole family and belief and oh. trying to convince people that he was talking to a snowman look is it the best christmas movie no but i enjoyed it and i think you mentioned that there is that feeling of just enjoying what you're watching and again how many movies have i watched not many that's one of the ones that i have watched so full transparency yeah i think you're i think there's gonna be people out there rolling their eyes being like oh okay we're gonna be you're gonna be getting uh people sliding in your dms with other christmas movies to watch well i'll tell you what you want to roll your eyes i'd prefer you go outside and roll a big snowball and make it snowman instead all right fine all right i'm well, sorry that, was, um, that got aggressive yeah. for no reason that's okay it's fine um but i do think my top three will be on most people's top five so i feel strongly okay. about that that's good that's fine my number four antonio is the one the only the grinch Oh, I do not have that on my list. Wow, I love The Grinch. Um, I think it's like Now the cartoon or the Jim Carrey one? So to be honest, I'll take it in any form. Um, I used to be a little bit like anti-Jim Carrey Grinch, but then I rewatched it a little bit older and I was like, oh, wow, this is like, like the fact that he never got won an Oscar for that performance, like the man is covered in makeup, like head to toe. He is The Grinch. But I just love the message of the Grinch, you know? And I mean, I'm for those that know me, I'm a huge Dr. Seuss fan. Um, I love a lot of his work. I find it to be inspiring given, you know, the times and everything like that. But I just love the line, of, maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. And it's, uh, to me, it's just a beautiful story about um, wanting to belong and being an outsider and not fitting in and trying to make yourself fit in. And the the community that Christmas and that spirit can create. Um, I also, I just think the Grinch is iconic. We use the word, the Grinch, it's a verb, you know? Like when you're like, oh, you're being a real Grinch. The fact that it's so ingrained in our pop culture to me is why it holds up. Um, And we all know a Grinch out there, right? We know someone who's kind of like anti-Christmas or a little bit of a curmudgeon. And, you know, we try to be a little bit kinder to them. And so for that reason, I have the Grinch as my number four. You know, I, I told someone the other day that I hadn't watched it and they were like, they, they, they almost killed me. I felt like they were going to murder me. But here's the thing, like by the time I moved here, I didn't really watch Christmas movies. And so I always say to people, I'm like, at what point would I have watched it? Like once I had actual access, I'm not going to watch this in high school, right? Like yeah. high school's a weird age. And then you get into your twenties and, you know, is it an opportunity for me to rewatch now that I'm going to be a dad? 1000% and it's going to make it that much better. So I know it's not on my list. I've never really seen it. I, I don't really know what it's about. Like, I, I know what it's about, kind of. Oh, my God. Like, I know I'm what the Grinch is, but I'm just saying. the library. Read the book. Yeah, I, I, I'm the, I'm, I prefer the movie. It rhymes. You'll be good at it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, think about these things. There are some things that we just miss in childhood because you're not going to just watch it when you're in your 20s. But I will take on that chain. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. It, it. And that's what we were going back to, right? I think it's nostalgia. I think for all of our listeners out there, they can easily think of five movies that they associate with Christmas that they, you know, will watch in pajamas, drinking hot chocolate. And, and I think, like you said, I think sometimes it's hard to break into that market. If you're, I, I'm going to divulge, 
diverge for a second not divulge diverge. <laughs> please don't divulge. um one of the yeah 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 one of the movies that's in my honorable mention that's not on my list but i could totally see it becoming on my list it's a new netflix movie out it's called uh i believe it's called jingle jangle oh interesting um it just it just came out um like maybe two or three weeks ago johnny and i watched it we loved it it's like a musical it's just all about this christmas spirit and holidays and you know, it's something that, you know, with a family or something, I could totally see it becoming an instant staple. Yeah. So I know what you mean about sometimes being in the in the a rough spot. Well, and I think the newer films are hard to put on your list, right? Because there's so many classic ones. So I, yes. and I haven't watched many of the new ones as you can imagine, but let me tell you my top three, I promise I have a better top three. And I know I did this one. We did this one because our listeners asked for it. So I'm committed to doing what the listeners want. And I should have prepared more, but we wanted to do it and Christmas is coming. But my number three, and I genuinely love this movie, is A Christmas Story. <gasps> Antonio Talamon. Did I unlock? That is my number three. That is, this is the first time on the podcast where our numbers have aligned. Yeah. Well, then oh we could God. talk about it yes, equally. Continue. What a fantastic yeah. story. It's, I think it's, it, it, it's a story that is told every year that never gets old to me. Never. And you know what I think really makes it stand to the like test of time? And I almost put this at number two, but when I, you hear my number two, you'll go, okay, I understand. For me, with A Christmas Story, Antonio, the fact that this movie plays for 24 hours on TBS mm -hmm. every year, I think is just a testament to how exactly how people feel. It's that thing that like, you can have it on in the background. You can sit down and watch it. It doesn't matter when you jump into it, but you, you just know the parts I, yeah, I always, always, always make it a point because um, TBS, first of all, TBS used to show it 48 hours. And they, I think they 24 hours it down. is enough though. Yeah, but I would always make it a point of like either Christmas Eve or at some point within the 24 hours to sit down and watch it. And well, you, um, or have it on. Well, you know what I do, Casey? I'm going to be honest with you. I never sit down and watch the whole thing. because I mean, I've watched it many times. I like to catch oh, yeah. different parts of the movie at different parts of the day exactly and that's it's and, so good i mean and that movie you think about it right it's like almost i would say to some folks right like that movie is it's borderline like infamous because it's just so like if you really think about it it's a, a, a string of these like smaller vignettes of stories that like you know he wants the red rider bb gun and he's gotta he's gotta write his little christmas theme and he he's gonna protect his teachers and his family from the bullies and it oh is my, kind of like a just, sad story if you, you think about it. If you think oh about gosh. it, right? Because he's trying to protect them. And to me, honestly, I love that it's being told from hit from a little boy's perspective. Yes, I don't oh think we You'll get. We don't out. get. We don't get that enough. We usually do, no, we're watching I, it I mean, typically third person. We're watching it from his eyes. Yeah, and what I love about that movie, like I said, is similar to you, right? Like I. I, I make it one normally Christmas Eve more recently as my Christmas Eve traditions have changed a little bit in my family. I will like sit down on Christmas Eve and watch it. And then throughout the next day, I just catch little snippets yep. of it, but just everything about the movie. I love it's so quotable. I think everybody knows at least one quote from it. Bardini. We quote it all the time. It's Italian. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 It's a bowling alley, like <laughs> a major award. You know, I, on my Christmas trip got probably like five or six leg lamp ornaments, the leg lamp, right? Like all yep. these little 
these kind of like tiny things, right? That shouldn't work in a Christmas movie, like in a, a Christmas movie. It just works. It's, it's like, even at the end when they like, you know, the, the next door neighbor dogs eat the um, <laughs> the turkey and then they like have to go out and get Chinese food. It's so funny. Like it's just- It's so real. Uh, and I, oh my gosh, when he writes, you, you know, when he, he says to Santa, like, oh, you know, I want, he's so nervous. He's waiting in line. And then he finally spits out what he wants. And Santa just like blurts out to him. He's like, kid, you'll shoot your eye out. And the fact that he gets it in the end, gets, gets, gets it, gets this long awaited thing. And then he almost shoots his eye out. Yeah. I mean, but that's what I mean. It, that's what I mean by raw. Like, is there just, a good Christmas I think it's because it happens around Christmas. I don't know that it gives you like the full Christmas experience in a way, but it does. It gives you a real one. It's not like a feel good movie. In my opinion, I think it's just a real one. Like this is what some kids go through. They want something. Yeah. Like I, again, Um, I'm so glad that we, this is the first time. And maybe, maybe every time we get, every time we uh, match numbers or match, items on on our list we have to like donate to charity or something because this is the first time okay but yeah this is uh this is why it's my number three and i i i kind of want to hear what your number two is because i'm afraid that my number two may be Um, on your list okay so my number two would be the more recent classic um and well recent i'm aging myself because in my head this this year was five years ago i'm pretty sure it's it's probably 17 years ago but my number two antonio is elf (gasps) oh Casey, you have just yeah. untapped my number one. Wow. And you know what? I didn't really? even think Elf would be on your list. <gasps> oh my, well, first of all- I know you don't like Will Ferrell. I don't like Will Ferrell. Um, and I would be curious to know if our listeners like Will Ferrell. To me, Will Ferrell just always plays the same character. But Elf, I think, is the first time he doesn't play his own character. Well, what I, no, see, I think he's still kind of playing that same character, mm. but what makes- elf in my opinion different is that it has heart there's heart behind Mm -hmm. it and i could go on a whole diatribe of why i don't really like will ferrell but i'll just focus on the movie but antonio and i mean it was your number one so i want to give you a little bit more time to talk but what i just want to say is that for me it's it's i think it's hard to nail a modern day christmas movie but elf ticks all of the right boxes like there's First of all, I love that there's some claymation in it, like throwbacks to older Christmas movies and things like that. Like, I think it honors the tradition well. It kind of justifies Santa in in a modern world. I absolutely love the notion that the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. I get a little bit teary-eyed at the end of the movie when they're all singing. Uh, Side note, the mom is a horrible singer. Um, If you've ever watched it, you probably know. The mom sings at the end. It's a little bit rough to listen to. But I just... Like, I think, again, it's very quotable. Oh, I just, I love all of it. And then I love the humor of it, right? That he, like, traipses through the Lincoln Tunnel and, like, the seven layers of the the candy cane forest or whatever. I'm misquoting it, but whatever. No, but, but I you just... know I'm not going to do any better. <laughs> but why was it your number one? Well, I think for all of those reasons that you mentioned, a modern-day Christmas movie that makes sense you mentioned the technology maybe being problematic in the first Home Alone. And I, I mean, there's no technology here, but you you get to see what an elf looked like. I think it's clever that he was in an orphanage, slipped into Santa's yeah. like, bag and then grew up. And like, I think there's also a story of like someone who doesn't fit in and what that looks yeah. like in real world. And 
I think the humor really gets me like the things that he commits to like eating like syrup on on spaghetti and making yes like working on what appears to be like an FAO shorts where he <laughs> you know he decorates it overnight and then fights yes. with Santa for not being the real Santa like just but also kind of like the sad undertone of his father that yeah doesn't believe in Christmas and that in Santa's sleigh can't work unless there's Christmas spirit I know it is really good and also it's so you just talking about it was making me think of like so many different obscure quotes that I like say to myself you know where he's like Santa's coming and you know buddy elf what's your favorite color and you know smiling's my favorite or you know, world's best when he walks into the place with the world's best cup of coffee, and he's like, "You did it!" Yeah. Or uh, when he calls Just... instead of a uh, cotton head and niggy muggins. Yes. Did I say yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know, but it it cracks me up every time. I yes. just think it's funny. It's gentle. I think there's a really good story behind it, and it's actually one of the only DVDs that I own because I don't want to wait yes. for the. I don't want any. I don't expect the TV to have it, and I don't want to watch commercials, so I own it and I watch it every year. That's why yeah. it's my number one. That totally makes sense. Wow. Wow. That's my number two. You know, I have a feeling my number my number uh, two is going to be your number one. Well, do you want to say what your number two is? Yes, I will. And that is Home Alone 2 for me, friend. Pew, pew, pew. Which I'm not. And is that, that is your number, number one? number one. So wait a minute. So is our top three identical? Basically, you just got to swap two of them. Just in yeah. separate order. So... Well, let me tell you about Home Alone 2, because this is one of those movies that I believe I watched in Italy first. So this is iconic. I love New York. I love Christmas time in New York. Mm -hmm. I think that is one of the things living on the East Coast that is the most beautiful things that you can do is is look at the uh, Macy's displays and the the tree and all of it. The spirit is alive. Incredible. New York City does it, I think, the best. And for me, seeing this, the same story being translated into the second in New York City with, is just so, so iconic. And I want you to talk about it more because the reason I also love this even more is because you talk about it every year and it reminds me of how great of oh a movie God. it is. I love, first of all, I love Home Alone. I love the first one. I love the second one. Um, I will say when I was making this list, I thought it would be a little bit just... I just thought it'd be a little bit weird if I had one and two at the top. So I really tried to sort of really, really, really digest it. Um, and I, I was like, do I really want to give two spots to Home Alone? And I, I mean, I do because I just, I, for all the same reasons you love it, right? Like New York City at Christmas time, if you've never experienced it, hopefully post pandemic, you get a chance to, because it's just magical. There's something about the tree and, you know, just all of it. I love it. Um, I could quote the entire thing. But what I love about this Antonio is I think the plot line holds up really well for a sequel because it's, it's not the exact same thing, but they, they sort of take all of those classic elements um, and they honor them, but then they still add a fresh twist to it. Right. Like in the first movie, he hits them with the paint cans. And then in the second one, you know, we get the paint cans, but then we get the dumbbell and he smokes the rope and kerosene and just some of these other little things that are like just, different spins on it and I just love the fact that again like it wasn't that he was left home alone like he got separated while they were traveling um which you know travel can definitely be stressful I know I've seen large families in the airport sometimes it it makes you you know wonder you're like how are they all gonna get through and you know there's I just 
oh my God, I love the movie. I could quote it from start to finish. I could reenact the movie. I will say to our listeners out there, every single time I watch Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, there's a scene where they like wake up out of bed in a frantic and they're like, we did, you know, we slept in and they run around their house like maniacs. Antonio, every single time I watch it, I get up off my couch and I run around my house like a maniac. I am about to be as you should 29 years old and I don't think I will ever stop doing it. I just, I don't want you to ever yeah, stop doing it. It's just like, ah, I just love everything about it. And what I love too is, like I said, it, it honors the stuff in the first movie that made it so popular, right? Like even within both Home Alone movies, for our listeners out there, if you didn't know, Kevin is watching a movie in both movies. Um, I think it's Angels with Filthy Souls or Angels with Even Filthier Souls is the name of the movie where it's like, you know, the guy goes, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. They filmed that, that movie in one day for the movie. Like just, I, I... Oh, that's yeah, yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a real that. movie. They filmed it in just to just for the movie. Wow. And so like that level of detail, I think is amazing. I love the mess. Oh, all around, yeah. man. And I love in the second one, the message with the pigeon lady of like, love it. Um, which the only, I will say crappy thing about that movie is when he gives her the turtle doves, I'm like, okay, she's like homeless. I don't know that she needs a Christmas ornament. <laughs> But I just think it's a beautiful message of like, you what know, what is she gonna do with it? She doesn't have a tree. Yeah. I mean, she has all of the trees in the Central <laughs> yeah. Park, but yeah, like, but I just, I don't know. There's something at the heart of it. Um, and like maybe a cheeseburger would have been helpful. Yeah, yeah, or like give her some of the money, or let her stay at the Plaza Hotel. Um, I just think it's a star-studded cast. It's brilliant. Everything about it. It's just a little bit more merrier for me, which is why I, I. I place it above obviously the first home alone because i think it's the magic of new york city at christmas and having experienced that but i just love 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 that the pranks the hijinks i love the mess like just i just love it it's it speaks to me like on an intrinsic level and it is one of my favorites and again it's that nostalgia feeling for me and it's i mean i in the month of december will probably watch those movies like 50 times my roommates hate me for it, but I, I just, I don't know. It's just, I, it's something that brings me joy and that's what the holidays are about, about right? Feeling joyful and, all it's about. and I just, and so what? I love and it. If you watch a movie and you love it every time you shouldn't stop. So I'm happy to know our top three actually matched. Yeah. I know my, uh, my lower, my, my lower half, I think is debatable and folks are probably screaming at me as they listen, like, what is wrong okay. with you? So, but it, it is what it is. Do you have an honorable mention? I do have a couple honorable mention. And, and like I said, um, I know that there's some iconic movies that didn't get mentioned, right? Like Christmas Vacation, I know, was a very popular one for people. Never, like I've seen it a couple times, but we weren't like a Christmas Vacation house. We were a home alone house. So that's not even in my honorable mention, if I'm being honest. My honorable mention, Antonio, are some of the more classics of like Rudolph, I think is great. Uh, yep. The Charlie Brown Christmas special. Not a fan. Oh, I just... I don't know. My, it reminds me of my mom and yeah, she loves Charlie it. Brown. And I think there's some beauty in that. It's a wonderful life. That's a good, yeah, that's, like, a, that's a good movie. But again, like I said, we were more of a, you know, we would definitely watch it. And I think the, uh, I mean, it's a wonderful life is a beautiful story and there's a lot to be appreciated there. But for me, when I was really ranking it, it was about the, 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 that Christmas spirit and that feeling I get and 
just didn't quite make the cut. So those were my honorable mention, along with the newer film I said, Jing, uh, I believe it's called Jingle Jangle. Definitely recommend it. Do you have any um, others? Believe it or not, I do. So I do like the Santa Claus movies. I'm sure that it is on most people's top. I couldn't decide on one of the ones that I really enjoyed. They're okay. Um, <laughs> I think they would, well, because I haven't watched that many, they probably, I, I kind of like the third one with Jack Frost. You and Jack Frost. I think Frost. it's kind of funny. Yeah, I know. This is twice now. It's just, it's uh, it's ironic. It's all it is. I don't really care for, for Jack Frost. Uh, but in the movie, I think it's funny to see all of the different holidays come together. Like the folks who represent the holidays, like the Easter money. I think yeah. it's kind of clever. Isn't that in the second um, one? I thought it, no, I'm pretty sure it's the third one. Oh, so I've never seen the third one. But okay, so I've maybe I'm mixing them up. Might be. I've seen this. The second one is he like has to get married, um, which so hetero. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we we all know uh, Santa Claus was straight, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't Just... know. But uh, that all of the three Santa Clauses could have probably made the list, and I debated putting Die Hard on my movie list. Interesting. I'm pretty and sure Bruce Willis came out and said, like, it's not a Christmas movie. It's 100% a Christmas movie. No, but I think he movie. said movie, it wasn't, so... Yeah, I don't care what he says. The movie does not work if it's not if it's not Christmas. Okay. When you look at the plot and the theme. All right. And I know some people go, yes, it is. No, it's not. I believe it is. I almost put it there, but just Bad Santa to me is just more okay. Christmassy. I will agree with that. So I, um, I will say, so I haven't seen the Santa Claus in quite some time, but... The Santa Claus did not make it on my list because it's an inside joke with my dad. But I think we saw the second one like in theaters and we were like, that kind of like wasn't good. Um, and then when the third one came out, we we're like, really? Like, why do they keep doing this? But uh, maybe I'll revisit the Santa Claus sometime during this holiday season because uh, maybe it's time I, I delve back into it. And I mean, Tim Allen, he's like an authority on Christmas. He did three Santa Claus movies. He did Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. He did some other Christmas movie, so he's for some time. Yeah, I literally thought that uh, Christmas with the Cranks and Santa Claus were like the same movie. Yeah, which I could understand how you get confused <laughs> there. Um, Christmas with the Cranks was based on a book, yeah, uh, called Skipping Christmas, which I read in the summer once and didn't really care for it. Probably because it was the summer. Yeah, well, it's hard to get into uh, the Christmas in July thing. I'm like, no, this is not a thing. It's just another way to get me to buy more gifts. But Casey, I can say this. I did enjoy this conversation because it does remind me of Christmas, which is around the corner. And I just appreciated having this just genuine, honest conversation. And, you know, with Christmas also is uh, typically means the end of a year and and close to the start of a new one. Yes. So I want excited for what's to come. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I'm just excited to what's to come. And I want to wish all our listeners a very, very happy holiday, despite uh, everything that has occurred. We really, really hope that you can find some. Find some joy, watch some movies, put up a tree. Don't put up a tree, make some hot chocolate, eat the marshmallows. But, you know, find it in your heart to uh to uh, maybe let your heart grow a little bit, which again, pl- major plot line in the Grinch. Great, so now you're you need it. to. Uh, now I'll never watch it. No, no, I'm going to make you watch it. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. This is our top five. Make sure you follow us on social media at Alamo with a T and KCT Coleman to see our weekly polls and participate and engage with us, folks. My name is Antonio Tamo. And I'm Casey Coleman. Peace. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Enlisted Podcast. Want more of these podcasts? Be sure to click the subscribe button and leave us a review with a suggestion of what you'd like for us to debate next. Until next time.